Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is Connor Devine and you're listening to my podcast, Money and Plants. This is episode number 51 of the show and for regular listeners of my own show, you will know I haven't done a podcast actually in the last few months. The last episode was produced just before Christmas. I had an amazing conversation with Dr. Paddy Barth about all things heart related, heart disease. He's a fantastic cardiologist and that was an amazing conversation and went down really, really well with the audience. I've taken a bit of a break from the show. I've moved house. A lot has happened in my own life in the last few months. And I suppose I'm happy to share in the podcast that uh, the most important thing to me actually in, in my life every day is to make sure that I'm looking after my health, my physical health and my mental health. And I try and share a lot of that actually on Instagram and through some of my social media channels because I do know that um, quite a few people who've been following my own journey over the last number of years seem to get a bit of strength in the fact that I'm doing quite well and maybe they can um, pick up some, I suppose, advice or guidance along the way with some of the things that I've been doing that have been working for me, which has allowed me to continue on with this, uh, I suppose, amazing recovery. Um, if you compare my health and my life now, to what it was like maybe 10, 12 years ago. There's been a transformational change in my own health. In this podcast, it's really a short version of the podcast. It's a special edition of the podcast because this week actually is an important week for me. On the 16th of April, 2016, I decided uh, to stop all forms of medication. I stopped injecting uh, Copaxin which is a disease-modifying therapy. Um, basically, anyone who is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis will be put on some form of drug. And for me, that form of drug was a daily injection of Copaxin, 50 milligrams, um, where I injected mostly into my backside uh, or my arm or my hip. And I was injecting that medication for nine years. And actually, I never ever got comfortable uh, with the fact that I was taking medication anyway. Um, but thankfully, I'm I'm not taking any form of medication now. And in this short podcast, I just want to share uh, some of my experiences and, and some of the thoughts I have around that, um, because hopefully there's quite a few people who are keeping an eye on what I'm doing. And actually, this week, I've been, if you've noticed on the Instagram, I'm I'm posting what I call diary entries uh, onto my wall. And I suppose it's important maybe I, I share the whole idea of the diary and why I've been keeping a diary. But actually, I've been keeping a, a diary for the last 15 odd years, um, more or less. And one of the reasons for that is I was trying to track uh, in terms of my health, what was working and what wasn't working. So, for example, um, you know, if I was changing nutrition, if I was exercising, how did I feel after taking medication, after the injection, what was going on, what was my physical symptoms, how was I being impacted mentally. And I think one of the reasons that I, I kept and I have been keeping a diary is because if you don't write down how you're feeling and you don't have any record of that, then how do you know what's working for you? Uh, how do you know... Um, how do you know what you should stick at? How do you know what you should maybe uh, pivot to? Um, 
it's unaccountable if you if you don't have a record of that it's impossible to say or decide upon what's working for you what path you should go down what's not working for you so for me anyway i've been keeping a diary for years and this week on instagram i've been sharing on my wall some of the inputs that i made into my diary over the years so if you haven't seen that maybe you'll want to go and have a look at that but i think the the powerful part of that for me personally is that um i remember in the early years whenever i was diagnosed in 2006 for about four or five years i really struggled physically and mentally with with living with the the condition that i was diagnosed with and not even the name or the the diagnosis more the daily symptoms my body was not playing ball my body was not behaving properly remember before i could sick in august 2006 i was only 28 years old at the time and i was playing Irish League football i was a director in a property company my life was amazing i had everything that i needed i was very ambitious i was, felt really good about everything and all of that came tumbling down whenever my body came under an attack on a beach in Mauritius. And for anyone following my story then, um, you will know what happened next. But ultimately, those first five years were really, really difficult. Um, but if you look at the inputs in my diary uh, on my Instagram this week, you can, you can see how I was feeling at the time, some of the symptoms that I was experiencing around that time. And this week, uh, April the 16th, 2016, this is the seventh year anniversary where I decided to stop taking mycopaxin. I went off all of the other medication. I was on probably two or three different forms of tablets for nerve pain and all kinds of things at one time or another. And I decided to transition to lifestyle medicine. What is lifestyle medicine? Well, Really, lifestyle medicine, it's kind of a philosophy. It's an approach to living. It's basically where you're making a decision, ultimately as a patient and as a human being, you're making a decision to change your environment. What does that mean? Well, what is your environment? Well, your environment really is, you know, what you're eating, how you think and interact with people, movement what exercise do you do on a weekly daily basis your sleep how much sleep are you getting so really i had to decide upon did i really want to rely on medication for the rest of my life because my neurologist at that time said that i would be taking medication for as long as i was on planet earth so that might be another 50 odd years. So that didn't really sound overly appealing to me. And for years I was trying to figure out how, is there another way? How, how, could, I, how could I move forward without taking medication? Is there another way? And there, and there is another way. So I, I spent a few years trying to figure it out. And I've, I got a lot of strength and hope from finding people like Dr. Terry Walls and coming across people like, Susan Sly in Toronto and other people who had MS and then other people who maybe didn't have MS but they had other really challenging conditions. And then I did some work in terms of physiology and studying the human body and how it works. And then I started to figure out and 
understand that the drugs I was taking actually were not designed to improve my physiology. They're, they're not designed to uh, help you heal. They're not designed to do anything other than one thing, which is to prevent relapses. And once the penny dropped with me in that, once I figured out that, well, all these drugs are designed to do is to prevent relapses, but they're not actually helping my body heal or improve or recover. How do I do that? Well, you do that by changing your environment. And again, that's back to what I'm eating, how am I moving, how I'm thinking, my mental health, how I'm thinking and interacting with people, my sleep, am I getting enough sleep? Because it's when we sleep is whenever all of the healing or the majority of the healing takes place. That's whenever the cells repair, recover, whenever we're sleeping. So all of these things, over a few years, I started to get a better understanding of. And it was only then, whenever I was confident, that I had acquired enough knowledge. Um, and I had the strength and the conviction then, in April the 16th, 2016, I decided to stop the medication and to fully transition and implement and then embrace this lifestyle approach to managing disease and try and improve my health and my biochemistry. And that's what happened. So over the last seven years, um, gradually, the first 28 days of, of coming off the medication, one of the big problems that I had myself with the medication was all of the side effects. So if you open your box of paracetamol and you take out the, the paperwork, um, you will notice that there are a lot of potential side effects of even taking the paracetamol. So every kind of medication that you've ever seen or taken or have to go on, there will be um, paperwork with that in the box to show you all of the different potential side effects. It's, it's, it's amazing actually that um, uh, the half of these products get uh, licensed. But the same with Copaxin or any um, MS a medication. I mean, there's just side effect after side effect. They've, they've covered everything off. But for me personally, whenever I was injecting, I was noticing that almost immediately, most days, most mornings, because I used to do it in the morning time, I would get uh, a lot of side effects, a lot of flu-like symptoms. Um, and, they, and that would go on for most of the morning and maybe right through the afternoon. Um, a lot of nausea, um, a lot of sort of bruising and pain around the injection site. So there was just lots, lots of side effects from taking the medication. But anyway, once I went plant-based, obviously I'm not injecting anymore. I'm not taking any medication. So the side effects, all of that more or less instantaneously stopped. And after about the first month, I started to experience what I've referred to in my books and my, my blogs as this incredible feeling of mental clarity. The f people talk about brain fog and struggling to think clearly whenever they're on medication. Well, I was the same. And I started to notice that my mind and my brain seemed to be working more coherently. The brain fog had lifted and I just started to feel better after the first month. So over the next number of months and, and, and years that has proceeded up until now, generally speaking, the last seven years have been incredible. Um, I, I continue, particularly, I struggle often in the winter times um, whenever the clocks go back and it gets darker and colder. Um, my body doesn't really react physically uh, to winter that great. 
And then on the mental health, mental health side of things, it's not fantastic either because it's, it's dark when you get out in the morning, it's dark when you come home. And I think most people struggle uh, in Ireland in the wintertime because it's tough. But for me, over the last winter that's just passed, that's been my best winter yet. I came through it really well, um, mentally very strong, physically strong, and right up to uh, St. Patrick's Day and even in the early spring. The last number of months have been pretty incredible. Um, feeling really, really good, very strong, very disciplined, and I suppose incredibly determined to keep going. So I just wanted to share this podcast with people um, to give you a bit of an overview and a bit of an update. I've had lots of emails and DMs and messages from various people who have contacted me this week because I've been probably sharing these diary entries, which I know are quite powerful whenever you're reading them. If um, Maybe you're reading them and you're going, God, I would, I would love to get to that point where um, I'm experiencing similar things to what he's talking about. And I'm going to say something now that um, I think is important. There's quite a number of people who have been contacting me this week saying, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling well and you know, I've put on a lot of weight and I'm struggling, I'm really bad and, you know, I can't give up X, Y and Z in terms of food stuff and all the rest of it. And I understand uh, where people are coming from and I understand it's difficult and I get it. And I get it that there's a lot of stress out there and there's a lot of broken relationships and there's a lot of financial hardship and um, there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of trauma. I, I get it. I totally, totally get it. But here's the thing. And here's where each of us need to get to. And it's here. It's this. So you have to decide somewhere along the line, in my view anyway, what is it you really want? So are you going to keep making excuses or coming up with uh, reasons why you can't do this and you can't do that? Because if you are, then I don't, I don't see things really changing for you at all. I just don't. Or are you actually going to draw a line in the sand and say, right, well, here's what I'm going to do because here's where I want to get to. And as I've shared with a few people this week, get a blank page. On the left-hand side, write down three or four or five things, maybe goals or achievements that you would like to, aspirations, where you would like to get to, what you would like to happen. It could be anything. And then on the other side of the page, write down what it is you need to do to achieve those things, to get those things, to make those things happen. And ultimately what I'm talking about there is put together your own plan and then simply execute. And I say simply execute. It's not that simple. But it is if you take a day at a time and it is if you are prepared to do the work to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. You see, for me, I had, after a period of time, I was sick of feeling sick 
I was fed up of feeling fed up. I had a young family at the time. I'm quite young myself. I had loads of stuff that I needed to do. I wanted to achieve so much stuff. So much stuff. So many goals and aspirations and this period of unwellness, illness, diagnosis was stealing all of that stuff from me. Along with a number of other things I, I'm happy to share that I was going through personally at the time in terms of my own relationship, etc. Because there's always other things going on. You know, if you're listening to this and you're not feeling well, you're struggling, you're ill, you've got a disease, you've been diagnosed with something, there's other stuff that's annoying you as well. There's always other things going on that's pulling at you. But ultimately, ultimately, back to what I said a couple of minutes ago, you still have to get to a point where you have to decide, well, what am I going to do about this? Am I going to just keep complaining about it? Am I going to accept it and, and just live with it? Or am I going to fight back? And this is something that I say quite regularly. It doesn't really matter what happens to you in life. We're all going to have good experiences, bad experiences, and different experiences, lousy experiences, crap experiences. It doesn't really matter. All that stuff's going to happen. But here's what does really matter, and I'll end with this. How are you going to react to what happens to you? Because it's how you react to this stuff, this shit, this trauma, this misfortune, which is going to dictate how the rest of your life plays out. So it's how you react to this stuff, which will determine how your life plays out. And what I would share with you is the longer you procrastinate, the longer you put it off, the longer you kick this can down the road, the longer it's going to be until your life improves. So I hope some of what I've shared today is of value to you, is of interest to you. I'm grateful for people who have shown an interest in the stuff that I've been doing and some of the content I've been putting out. Um, I'm incredibly uh, empowered at the moment. I'm incredibly determined to be grateful for each and every day of good health because it wasn't always like this. And the final thing then would be that if I can do this, if I can recover and, and stay positive and keep going in the face of adversity and all the stuff that I've went through, which is probably similar to what, what you're going through, um, because there's no hierarchy in pain. What you find painful, somebody else may not find painful, but it's still painful for you. So how are you going to figure that out? How are you going to react to the pain? What are you going to do? What's your plan? How do you propose to make things better? So that's episode number 51. I hope you've enjoyed it. You can reach me at connor at connordivine.com. Check me out on Instagram. It's probably the best place to follow me from a health perspective. I'm on Facebook, also on LinkedIn and a bit more mischievous sometimes on, on Twitter. So look, whatever you're up to this week, 
make sure it involves um, lots of exercise, lots of healthy eating. Um, be grateful, look after yourselves and each other. Thank you.